All right, welcome in, Outsiders. We're back with you, the Outsider Sports Football Podcast. And while the NFL season has come to a close, pro football season never stops. We got the XFL around the corner. We're going to give our initial thoughts on that. As well as the offseason is going to ramp up. All the head coaching vacancies have been filled. We're going to talk Derek Carr in that situation. But let's get started, guys. The XFL, it's back. It's starting this weekend. What are your initial thoughts on this? And if you've looked into it at all yet, have you claimed a team? All I know about it at this moment is that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is running it. So I could smell what he's cooking. Good football. There will be no jabronis on those rosters. Before the uh, XFL shut down uh, a couple a year or so ago, like the, for the second time, I picked the Guardians. I was actually going to go to a Guardians game in 2020 with some friends. But now that they kind of moved everything down south, the Guardians are in Orlando. No desire to really pick a team yet. I might bandwagon, but... I don't know. Taking a team out of the market's not as fun. Especially when Matt McGloin was the quarterback for us for a little bit. I agree with Corey, you know. I was rooting for the New York team, the New Jersey, whatever. But, you know, picking a team now, I agree with Corey. I have no desire. There's no home. Like, the spring football league, like, the way it was done, I just didn't have too much interest in it. The XFL, though, at least – with like the rule changes, it was it's more interesting. The team I would pick, I'm just going off the logo, and it's going to be Houston, and it's because it kind of looks like the old Oilers logo. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the XFL. I was a big fan of the AAF uh, a couple years ago. Ben can attest to that. Yeah, the uh, AF. We used to watch AF. it every week. We were upset when it ended. Uh, what was the one team? There was a Wilkesbury guy, uh, Giovanni Soto. I want to say his name was. Um, I believe it was for the Fleet, San Diego Fleet. Yeah, you were you were you were rooting for the Fleet. I was rooting for. I think I it think was they, they the followed Commanders. me on Twitter or something. So I, I was I big like, with the Atlanta Legends. Yeah, Ryan, you were a big Commanders guy. I the Fleet followed me on Twitter, so I was all in on the Fleet. I like the Legends because I thought the the purple and gold was a great combo. Now, and I think uh, Sims' son was a quarterback for them for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I miss the AF, but I'm excited for the XFL and the USFL is going to come back. I didn't watch that too much last year, but that'll be back later on in the spring. I got a quick um, story about the AAF, though, real quick. Go ahead. So I had a, a leadership class in college, and I had to write a paper on something, and I was bored, and the AAF was just starting. So I wrote a paper on Ebersol, who helped fo- found the AAF about, you know, how he got it started and all that. I submitted the paper. I got the paper back, and I submitted the paper about a week before the AAF started. I got the paper back about a week after the AAF folded. So my, it took longer to grade my paper than the AAF was in existence. And I found that to be pretty poetic since the whole paper was talking about the business model and how they could survive in the, uh, you know, spring football and all that. Just, I don't know, I found that really funny. How did the paper do, though? I think that's what our real question is. Because the oh, I, I got an A, come well. on. Don't doubt me. You got me. an A, A, so you you should have been the one in charge of the AAF. I definitely would have made it last longer than the four weeks that it was, six weeks. Corey jinxed them. 
All right, but to wrap up on the XFL quick, um, I'm definitely rooting for the Las Vegas Vipers. So back on like Madden 10, so this is over a decade ago, I used to, when Madden still had create a team, I would actually make the Las Vegas Vipers, same color scheme and everything, the red, black, and white just looks sick. So definitely rolling with them. And I think they're going to prove they are the best professional football team in Las Vegas Let's segue to the Derek Carr situation. Ooh, I, that's a hot take. This is, to me, this is laughable. I, I spent today actually typing up a power rankings post. That'll be out on the website, outsidersports.net. And I'm going to spoil it a little bit. I put the Raiders at the bottom because I think the way they handled this is just laughable. And I get a little more reasoning about the rest of this team and Josh McDaniels. But if you know Derek Carr is not the guy... I get wanting to start Stidham and see what you have with him, but something tells me behind the scenes, they just approached it the wrong way and they lost all leverage. Derek Carr had the no trade clause. So obviously he has to approve the trade. They could have worked with him a little bit more, I think, and, you know, sending him like letting him choose and just getting what you can in the trade, even though it won't be as much, but now they're going to get nothing, maybe a compensatory pick. They officially released Derek Carr uh, earlier today on Tuesday, the 14th. And he, unlike a lot of the other free agents, impending free agents, does not need to wait until the new league year starts in March. He could sign with a new team before this podcast is even up. It could happen any minute. I know he had good talks, good conversations with the Saints, Corey and I both liked him fitting in in Washington. The Jets, they want a veteran quarterback. They're tired of the draft lottery. That hasn't been working out for them. But what do you guys make specifically of the Derek Carr situation? You know, Ryan, I think that this is just a little bit of the Patrick Mahomes effect in, in full swing. Patrick Mahomes has come into the AFC and dominated. But every team, especially in that AFC West, has to try and make a Super Bowl-ready roster to even compete at this point. We saw the Broncos last year go get Russell Wilson. Justin Herbert is a foundational piece for the Chargers. It is quarterbacks galore in the AFC. And while Derek Carr is a fine, good quarterback, he's not good enough to compete with the likes of those guys. Vegas is all in on being a competitive team. You brought in Devontae Adams this past offseason trying to get Carr to that next level. We've seen wide receiver ones do it before, Stephon Diggs to Josh Allen, this year A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts, and it just didn't happen. And honestly, I think it's great that the Raiders decided to move in another direction quickly. I feel like a lot of times these NFL teams waste too much time trying to let something pan out. You saw enough of the sample size. You knew it wasn't going to work in this competitive AFC. And did they drop the ball a little bit behind the scenes personnel-wise on how they handled it? And did Derek Carr kind of get a little bit of revenge on them with uh, sending him home saying, all right, well, I'm not waving this no trade clause for nothing. You guys will not get a single thing back for me. And if you do, it's a compensatory pick because the NFL feels bad for you. Sure. But I like the Raiders going in more of a win now direction. It's a gamble, but it could pay off in terms of them landing a superstar quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. Time will tell. Yeah, it's certainly interesting to see where Derek Carr is going to end up going just because there are a lot of teams in the NFC that need a quarterback. And now uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation you have Tampa Bay now needing to move on from the greatest of all time and Tom Brady. 
this is an interesting situation. Washington looks like a quarterback away. The Jets look like a quarterback away. I would think the Jets have to be the most attractive situation in the NFL outside of being in the AFC. But they have the most complete roster without a quarterback. Everywhere else, uh, Tampa Bay, if they can get healthy, maybe bring in a few other pieces, depending on how much it would cost them to get Derek Carr. But really, I think Washington and Tampa are the two big ones to watch. And don't sleep on New Orleans either. Yeah, Ben, that's exactly who I was going to bring up, New Orleans. We know he's met with them a a few times already. He's got close ties to Dennis Allen, as it is, because he was there when Carr was drafted by the Raiders. And, I mean, ultimately, I think that might end up being where Carr goes. It's a wide-open division. You don't know who's going to come out of the South. All the teams are kind of mid at this point. And that's a team that Carr could really help the offense. You have Kamara if he's not going to have any jail time next year. We don't know what's going on with that. Remember, he had that incident at the Pro Bowl last offseason, and he has a court date upcoming. We'll find out what type of, you know, things he'll get into with that later. But if Kamara's there, if Michael Thomas is healthy, you have Olave, Taysom Hill – you have a decent team there that Carr could helm and maybe do a little bit of damage. I still think Washington is a better option for him in the NFC. And I think the Jets are just going big game hunting. Rodgers are bust. I don't think Carr is going to end up being an option for them because I think he signs before they get their answer on that. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think Carr kind of knows where he wants to go. And I like how he stuck it to the Raiders because the Raiders had a uh, a tentative deal in place with the Saints if Carr wished to waive it. And Carr didn't want to waive it. Why would he help the Raiders after they kind of went and screwed him over? So good on him. Corey's all in on the WFAN Aaron Rodgers to the Jets talk. Big He's time. all over it. All over it. And Dylan, I'm just going to guess here. You've got something to say about Taysom Hill. Well, I hate Taysom Hill because he ruined <laughs> Alvin Kamara for me for fantasy. But he made it personal. Well, my point wasn't about Taysom Hill, actually. It was about that I think Derek Carr going to the Saints would be the worst move possible for him. I don't think that they are a team that's going to be competing for that division with or without Derek Carr. I have some serious question marks about them on the defensive end. I seriously question Dennis Allen as a comparable head coach in this league. And Michael Thomas is a guy who's played less games than Chris Olave has in the last three seasons. And Olave was drafted this past year. Not to mention all the question marks around Alvin Kamara. I think Derek Carr would be very, very upset midway through the season if he was a New Orleans Saint. Yeah, it's funny. I think... uh... Obviously, I'm in line with Corey thinking Washington is, I think, the best fit for Derek Carr. But you guys talk about the Saints and the Bucks. I think the best fit in that division for Derek Carr is down in Carolina. Frank Reich has quietly put together a very good staff. He'll get something Derek Carr will. He never had with the Raiders as a good defense. They have a lot of good young talent. They kind of poached the Denver defensive coordinator to come along with Frank Reich. I just saw, I forget who it was. Was it Deuce Staley, I think, today or yesterday, the Panthers brought in from Detroit or wherever he was to coach on the offensive staff there. So, And Frank Reich's been around the block with the the free agent or the, the veteran quarterbacks. 
I mean, he got the most out of Philip Rivers when I thought his career was over. He got a, an efficient season out of Wentz. It didn't quite work with Matt Ryan there in Indianapolis through that year's long quarterback carousel. But I, I could see Frank Reich sticking with that well a little bit and maybe even going both ways. Derek Carter, a one-year, two-year deal just to kind of set him up and maybe still draft the quarterback day two. Obviously, they have um, Matt Corral. They lost in the preseason uh, this past year to, I believe it was a foot injury or an ankle injury, something uh, in that area. But, yeah, the NFC South, I think I mean, all four spots. I mean, Desmond Ritter looks lined up to be the guy, but that's a big quarterback question mark down in that division. But uh, the final two head coaching vacancies were filled today. Uh, both Eagles coordinators, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, Going to my Indianapolis Colts, I think it's a good hire. Um, clearly, we want to develop a young quarterback. Uh, Mr. Shane is quite well at doing that. Uh, he was around Phillip Rivers earlier on in his coaching year, uh, coaching career. He worked with Justin Herbert his rookie year, worked with Jalen Hurts these last two years where he's looked very good and was an MVP candidate this year. So I could just hope that we pair him with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young and not Will Levis. I see you guys raising your hands. But then uh, Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, going to Arizona. That's an interesting one. Arizona, I think, has a lot of problems. We'll we'll see how Gannon can fix Kyler Murray and that team in general. But you guys can go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, so I wanted to go first here, being that uh, it's my team that's losing both coordinators. Uh, I think polar opposites of these hirings. And lucky for you, Ryan, I think that the Colts lucked out there. I think it is an offensive-minded league, and bringing in Shane Steichen as your head coach is a great, great move. We saw what he did with Jalen. We know how he likes to make a great rushing offense, and he has arguably a top-five running back in the league in Jonathan Taylor now. I think that that is a great move for the Colts. Obviously, in this league, you got to get quarterback right, so let's hope that for your sake they draft correctly and can develop that. But I really want to focus more on Gannon to the Cardinals. And this is a disaster hire, in my opinion. I think Gannon became a little bit overrated this year. And I'm saying that as an Eagles fan, it was a stacked roster, an easier schedule. Let's not forget in 2021, a lot of people had issues with his defensive play calling. And the Chiefs kind of exposed a defense run by him in the Super Bowl which was exposed earlier in the year by the Jaguars. There are ways to beat this guy. And you have Kyler Murray, a disgruntled franchise quarterback, at least from a talent perspective. You could argue that some of the off the field issues, whether that be a call of duty or maturity, it's question marks. But in terms of his talent, especially in an NFC that is so quarterback dry, they could have built something real there. And I think Kyler Murray is no longer an Arizona Cardinal in two years' time after this hiring. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on the on the Gannon hiring. I just don't think it makes sense when you need to fix your quarterback problems, you go and hire a defensive coach. Now, Ryan always likes to say, well, you can have a defensive head coach as long as you have an offensive genius. Well, where's the offensive genius? You still have to find that. And, you know, you had that in Cliff Kingsbury, and that wasn't working. So clearly, there's a problem. And I think this actually does lead me to believe that the organization is ready to move off of Kyler Murray. Because 
they are tired of those off the field issues. And even without those, he can't stay healthy on the field. He hasn't put together in a, a complete healthy season. These last two years, it's been brutal to watch. As a Cardinals fan, you've got to just be struggling. They're looking to move off of DeAndre Hopkins, potentially. There are a lot of questions there offensively for Arizona, and they went and brought in a defensive head coach. So I, I guess with the top team in the division being a defensive team, I don't know, but that defensive team has a great offensive head coach. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the direction is, and, I, I you know, I completely agree with you, Dylan. Gannon was exposed in the second half. He didn't make any adjustments, and the biggest thing as a coach is how do you adjust? Corey talked about it with the Giants coaching staff being so strong uh, with their ability to adjust, and that's why they're able to stay in games, and you see if they fall behind early, they're able to hang around long enough to get back in. That's what good coaching does. Gannon was not really challenged this season. And when he was, there were problems. Jalen Hurts goes down. He gives up a boatload of points to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, it's, it's problems. And yeah, I just don't know if Gannon was necessarily the right guy for a head coaching job at all. Now going over to the Colts hiring of Shane Steichen, I think this is a solid hiring. I think it's a good move. I think Sirianni was more or less in charge of the offense while Steichen was calling plays. I think now for Indianapolis, you give this a ride. Let's see how he does. I don't see why it wouldn't work again. I'm always on board with hiring an offensive head coach coming from a good offensive team, especially one that ran the ball fairly well. And this is a team with Jonathan Taylor. So let's see what Jonathan Taylor, how he can bounce back. Hopefully, you know, he's rested up, he's healthy. And the Colts, you know, that running game is good. It's a lot easier to play quarterback. I got to be honest. Nobody should be surprised with how the Cardinals did their search. Just look at who the other top candidates for the job were. Other than Gannon, you had Ryan Flores, defensive guy. You had Vance Joseph, who interviewed defensive guy uh you had detroit lions defensive coordinator aaron glenn you also had uh anna rumo from the bengals then you also had brian callahan who's the bengals oc and kafka the giants oc that's four to two defense to offense i think they were going defense all the way because no offensive uh coordinator in their right mind would want to work with somebody like kyler murray who they had to put in to his contract about him watching film and not playing Call of Duty. That's an issue. He should have, I don't want to say he should have stuck to baseball, but he might have been better off because it's kind of getting to the point where it's ridiculous that he got such a big contract and they're ready to move on from him so soon because he can't get along with a coach and he he can't figure it out. Before, as we went into this offseason, we found that the Cardinals were going to have Kyler play a part in hiring his head coach. What does it say about him that they went a defensive head coach when he was a part of that search? Now, with that said, I think Gannon will do a, a, an okay job with what he's been given. The Cardinals have some pieces on defense. It's going to be a tall task for him, and I feel bad that this is going to be his opportunity. Hopefully he makes the most out of it, but, you know, we might be seeing his name pop up in the D.C. cycle, you know, 
within the next two years. Now, flipping over to the Colts, and I, I think Dylan might agree with me on this. Steichen was great on the in the run game, but also kind of inconsistent with the play calling, especially as you got to the second half. A lot of it seemed to me that a lot of games you kind of see them go away from their number one back. Eagles went away from Sanders a lot. Now maybe they don't like Sanders, and that was a thing. But it also just seemed like they went away from the run game completely and just focused on the pass game for a couple games. Where if they just ran the ball, it might have ended up, you know, a little better for them. But he's a good coach. Eagles had a fantastic offense. Now, you know, he was a part of that. I, I want to. I, I'd like to see him with C.J. Stroud. See how he molds him into that Hurts type. You know, throw first, but really useful with your legs, quarterback. But the run game does kind of concern me if they can't get it consistent, or if they don't use Taylor as much as they should. And we see another name, and they go to like a 70-30, 65-35 split in the backfield, where he's not that top back in volume anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see with that. I I hope he does well for Ryan's sake. But it's going to be interesting what to do. And the Eagles are in a tough spot now. The last team to lose both the coordinators was the Bengals like a decade ago. Eagles are an older team. I wonder how they're going to get these spots filled and be successful at that. It's going to be something to, something to behold. Yeah, Corey, I do want to comment on a couple of points you made. Um, I'll start with Steichen, since you directly were wondering my opinion on that. I think the reason we saw him quickly go away from the running game was because him and the Eagles, simply put, did not trust Miles Sanders. I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl. He fumbled on the first play. You could argue he fumbled on a catch. What's a catch, what's not a catch is a debate we could have for an hour on this podcast. But two potential turnovers for Miles Sanders. Luckily, they were not officially turnovers, but he was not trusted all season. He's a guy who bounces it to the outside more than he should, doesn't pick up the good yards. I think when he has a guy like Jonathan Taylor, he will be the most trusted runner. I think you saw the ball in Hurts' hands a lot because he was their most trusted runner of the football. As well, I do want to bring up a point that you made about Kyler Murray. I think a change of scenery out of Arizona will do wonders for him if he can go into the right area. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. tweeted this during the Super Bowl. Your situation in the NFL is everything. He was referring to Kadarius Tony, of course. But if Kyler can get into the right situation, especially if he stays in the NFC, I think he can truly blossom. And as well, just a point I want to make for the Eagles fans, Brian Johnson quarterback coach a guy who really developed Hurts is expected to be slotted into the OC role they feel very comfortable with him I feel very comfortable with him I think he could really open up the passing attack for the Eagles especially you don't want Hurts running as much due to some injury they'll figure it out on the defensive end but I like what the Eagles got going forward yeah, we'll have to see how the Eagles fill in those spots. I know Brian Johnson's name was the one I was turned on to is maybe Steichen brings him along to Indy or he'll take that same potential job and be the offensive coordinator for Philly and stay there. But uh, with Arizona, yeah, you guys make a great point about it. I hadn't really thought of Kyler being a potential candidate of getting – likely he'll get traded rather than just outright release like we had to see happen with Derek Carr. But Arizona holds the third overall pick right now. 
and they could probably get a King's ransom for Kyler Murray right now. So a chance for Gannon to either add an elite defensive prospect as he rebuilds that defense that he'll be overseeing or potentially a quarterback. They're right in striking distance for one of the top names, whoever they like. Or again, they trade Kyler Murray, get additional draft picks, and get both. But yeah, it will be interesting to see where Arizona goes. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow along with us on Instagram at Outsider Sports Network, on Twitter at Outsider Sports 3. Our links are in the bios for each respective social media. Get uh, Follow us along on our website. Search us up on TikTok and YouTube. Search up Outsider Sports. And with the NFL season kind of winding down, obviously the offseason will be full of news and opinions on our end. So we'll be going down to one episode a week that will be coming out on Wednesdays. Just make sure you tune in. Have a good week. Dies for the shit I stand by. So I kinda turn you on seven months from July. Eat the pussy like a ride. When I met her, she was shy. Never started to keep dry. Never first in a cry. Where the penny I supply, latest Gucci's and Fendi's. But first we got a vibe. Got my hand, it kinda don't tell a seal or the slide. Keep it sim, taking arrows through my heart. I can't lie. Must accuse it for I be the one who chased until you die. Look alive. You can do better. These times are hard. Just let me go. And don't you settle for nothing more. Skies are black, down fast, better syndicated.